Welcome to Zichud Asim, my name is Ram Goldhai, and today we're Zechus Chagiga, Dav Chav Zayin. The third parak Chom of Akodesh, the last Dav in the Masechte, and the final Dav in Seder Moed. The Zichud Masechus Chagiga program has been generously sponsored by Yenishmas Avram Ber Ben Asher and Yenishmas Tamar Bas Chaim. And then the Shamas have an Aliyah. So the three jobs we're going to focus on number one. The Gemara brings a Pasek from Yechezkel describing the Shulchan that states, The Mizbech was of wood, three almost high, and its length, two almost, and its corners and its length, and its walls were made of wood. And he, referring to a Malach, said to me, This is the Shulchan that is before Hashem. The Gemara notes that the Pasek begins with a reference to Mizbech and ends with a reference to the Shulchan and asks why the Shulchan is called the Mizbech. Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish both said, During the time when the base of Mikdash stands, the Mizbech would be Mechaper for a person. Now that there's no base of Mikdash, it's a person's Shulchan that's Mechaper for him. Rush explains that one's table atones from through Hachnas' Orchim, inviting and feeding guests. Point number two, we learned in the Mishnah Dav Chav Vav Amabes that Rebbe Ezra held that all the killing in the base of Mikdash required tefillah after the regal except for the Mizbacha Zahav, the golden altar, and the Mizbacha Nechoshes, the copper altar, because they're like earth and are not Makabal Tumah, the Chamim, the Mishnah say, because they are plated. The Gemara provides two explanations for what the Chamim are saying. The first understanding is that the Chamim disagree with Rebbe Ezra and hold that the two altars do require tefillah since they are plated. The second explanation is that they agree with Rebbe Ezra that they do not require tefillah, but disagree as to the reason. They're saying to him that if his reason for bringing the Pasuk that refers to them as Mizbacha Dama, an altar of earth, was Mithnesha and Mitsuping because they are plated, and otherwise one would have thought they're Makabutuma, that's not necessary. Since the Pasuk above from Yechezko described the altars as wood, they are considered wooden utensils, and the plating is bottled to them. And since they are made to be stationary, they cannot be Makabutuma. Therefore, no Pasuk is needed to teach that they are not Makabutuma. And pointing with Rabbi Avo said in the name of Elazar, the fire of Gehenna does not rule over Tamle Chachamim. It's a Kabbalah from the Salamandra, which Rush explains is a beast, created from a fire left burning for seven years straight. Just as a Salamandra, which is only an offspring of fire, fire does not rule over one who smears himself with its blood, then Tamle Chachamim, whose entire bodies are fire, as it's written, are not my words mighty as fire, says Hashem, all the more so fire does not rule over them. Rishakish said, Ain or shall Gehenim Shalatis Bapoche Israel, that the fires of Gehenim do not rule over sinners of Israel from a Kavachomer from the Mizbacha Zahav. For just as the Mizbacha Zahav has only a dinner's thickness of gold, yet the fire does not have power over it, then all the more so Poshe Israel, the sinners of Israel, Shemulain Mrs. Karimon, that are full of mitzvahs as the seeds of a pomegranate. As the Pusik states, Kapel Karimon Rakasech, like a section of a pomegranate, are your temples. Atikri Rakasech, do not read your temples, El Rekanim Shabach, but the empty ones among you. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings a passage from Yechezel describing the Shulchan that states, the Mizbech was of wood, three almost high, and its length, two almost, and its corners and its length, and its walls were made of wood. And he, referring to a Malch, said to me, this is the Shulchan that is before Hashem. The Gemara notes that the passage begins with a reference to a Mizbech and ends with a reference to the Shulchan and asks why the Shulchan is called the Mizbech. Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Chakish both said, During the time when the base of Mikdash stands, the Mizbech would be mechaper for a person. Now that there's no base of Mikdash, it's a person's Shulchan that is mechaper for him. Rush explains that one's table atones from through Hachnas' Orchim, inviting and feeding guests. Point which we learned in the Mishnah on Dav Chav Vav Amabes that Rebbe Yezer held that all the kelim in the base of Mikdash required tevila after the regal except 
for the Mizbacha Zahav, the golden altar, and the Mizbacha Nechoshes, the copper altar, because they're like earth and they're not Makavotuma. The Chamim the Mishnah say, because they are plated. The Gemara provides two explanations of what the Chamim are saying. The first understanding is that the Chamim disagree with the Meliezer and hold that the two altars do require Tevila since they are plated. The second explanation is that they agree with the Meliezer that they do not require Tevila, but disagree as to the reason. They're saying to him that if his reason for bringing the Pasuk that refers to him as Mizbach Adama, an altar of earth, was because they are plated, and otherwise one would have thought they're Makabotuma, that is not necessary. Since the Pasuk above from Yechezkel described the altars as wood, they're considered wooden utensils, and the plating is bottled to them. And since they're made to be stationary, they cannot be Makabotuma. Therefore, no Pasuk is needed to teach that they're not Makabotuma. And pointing with Rabbi Yavov said in the Rebbe the fire of Gehenim does not rule over Tamle Chukhamim. It's a call of a comer from the Salamandra, which Raj explains is a beast created from a fire left burning for seven years straight. Just as a Salamandra, which is only an offspring of fire, fire does not rule over one who smears himself with its blood, then Tamle Chukhamim, whose entire bodies are fire, as it's written, are not my words mighty as fire, says Hashem, all the more so fire does not rule over them. Rishakish said, that the fires of Gehenna do not rule over sinners of Israel from a Kabbalah Homer from the Mizbach HaZahav. For just as the Mizbach HaZahav has only a dinner's thickness of gold, yet the fire does not have power over it, then all the more so Poshe Israel, the sinners of Israel, Shemulein Mitzvah Karimon, that are full mitzvahs as the seeds of a pomegranate. As the Pasuk states, Kapel Karimon Rakasech, like a section of a pomegranate are your temples. Altikri Rakasech, do not read your temples, El Rekanim Shabbach, but the empty ones among you. All right, so now we go to our Simadav Chavzayin, and our standard simon is a kazoo, which is the toy instrument shown below into that makes a buzzing sound. So here goes. The Chagiga Kazoo's children's band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzeum, were guests at a table that looked like a Mizbeach and was plated with gold, watched fires leap up and not burn all the Talmud Chachamim and Jews filled with mitzvahs who came together to celebrate. Once again, in slow motion. The Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band Kazoo, that must be more in Duff Chav Zion. The Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzeum, were guests sat at a table that looked like a Mizbeach, which reminds us the more brings a Pasuk that begins with a reference to a Mizbeach and ends with a reference to the Shulchan and asks why the Shulchan is called the Mizbeach. Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Hakish both said, During the time when the Beis Migdash stands, the Mizbeach would be Mechaper for a person. Now that there's no Beis Migdash, it's a person's Shulchan that's Mechaper Form. Rush explains that one's table atones for him through Achnas's Orchim, inviting and feeding guests. So the Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzeum, were guests sat at a table that looked like Gamiz Beach and was plated with gold, which reminds us that we learned in the Mishnah Daf Chavav on the base that Rabbi Ezra held that all the Kelim in the base Migdash required Tevila after the regal, except for the Mizbach HaZahav and the Mizbach HaNechoshes, because they're like earth and are not Makamotuma, the Chamim in the Mishnah say, Mithneshah and Metzupim, because they are plated. The Gemara provides two explanations for what the Chamim are saying, one where they are disagreeing with Rabbi Ezra and one where they are actually agreeing with him. So the Chagiga Kazoo Children's Band, gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzeum, where guests sat at a table that looked like a Mizbeach and was plated with gold, watched fires leap up but not burn all the time the Chachamim and Jews filled with mitzvahs who came together to celebrate. Which reminds us, what Yavo said in the name of Lazar, 
Tamil Chachamim ain't or shall Gehenim shall let us behen. The fire of Gehenim does not rule over Tamil Chachamim. It's a Kavachomer from the Salamandra, which Rashi explains is a beast created from a fire left burning for seven years straight. Rachel Akish said, ain't or shall Gehenim shall let us beposhe Yisrael, that the fires of Gehenim do not rule over sinners of Yisrael from a Kavachomer from the Mizbach Hazahab for just as the Mizbach Hazahab is only a dinner's thickness of gold, yet the fire does not have power over it. Then all the more so Poshe Yisrael, the sinners of Yisrael, Shemulin Mitzvah's Karimon, that are full of mitzvahs as the seeds of a pomegranate. So once again, the Chagiga Kazoo children's band gloriously blowing their kazoos at the Seder Moetzium were guests sat at a table that looked like a Mizbeach and was plated with gold. Watch fires leap up but not burn all the time the Chachamim Jews filled with mitzvahs who came together to celebrate. Hadron Alach Mezechah's Chagiga and Hadron Alach Seder mode. Mazel tov everyone on being assigned the Masechta and for completing the first Seder in this Machzer Dapiomi. It's been an epic journey and truly this is a historic achievement. 731 brought 27% of Shas with a grand total of 2,193 Yadiyas and Sugis organized in our minds blot after blot with Simanim. As far as I'm aware, this is the first time in the history of Daf Yomi that Lomdi Daf Yomi have learned an entire Seder of Shas day after day with Simanim and are able to recall what they have learned on every single blot. How special that we can say Hadron Allah with the goal of reviewing the Seder moving forward every week or two by memory. Thank you all for participating as pioneers in this exciting new endeavor. May Akash Baruch Hu continue to bench us to go Machal Chal as we begin the next Seder and Shas, and may we be Zochah to be Messiah all of Shas together. All right, now it's time for a four blot back Chazara. Dav Chav Gimel. So the Simon Dav Chav Gimel is Kugelach. So here goes. When the kid accidentally dropped his broken Tame shoe strap into his barrel of Tahor Kugelach, Kugelach, that must be one Dav Chav Gimel. When the kid accidentally dropped his broken tummy shoe strap into his barrel of Tahor Kugelach, which reminds us that the third case on the Mishnah of Chafamve stated that a Gnosis Midras Gnosis a Truma Avalois a Kodesh, one who's carrying a Midras, an article that support the weight of a Zav, Zavo, or a Nida, may also carry Truma but not Kodesh, for there was a decree based on an incident with someone transporting a barrel of Kodesh from place to place, and the strap of a sandal broke off and he took it and he placed it on a barrel and it fell into the airspace of the barrel and then the Kodesh in the barrel became Tameh. When the Gemara suggests that a similar decree should apply for Truma, it answers that the mission of Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya, who holds that whenever the Chum made a decree, they did it only for the same circumstances as the original incident. So, when the kid accidentally dropped his broken tummy shoe strap into his barrel of Tahor Kugelach and noticed a moist spit on one of the recently made pieces, which reminds us the Mishnah 6 case stated, Kalim Hanigmani Batara Tzrichen Tvila Kodesh of Truma. Kalim that were completed in a state of Tahara required Tvila for use with Kodesh, but not for use with Truma. The more clarifies that the Mishnah was referring to a case where a Chavar made them Umishum Sanur Dama Arts, and it's because of a concern that they became Tame from the spittle of an Ama Arts. The more asks, when did the spittle fall on the Kli? If it fell before the Kli was completed, the Kli does not have the din of a Kli that can be Makabal Tuma. It could not have fallen after the Kli was completed, for a cover would have been careful not to let that happen. The Gemara answers that the situation that we're worried about is where the spittle fell on the Kli before it was completed and remained moist after the Kli was completed. So, when the kid accidentally dropped his broken tummy shoe strap into his barrel of Tahor Kugelach and noticed a moist spit on one of the recently made pieces, he asked his rabbi if the barrel was a if all the other Kugelach making them 
Tame. Which reminds us, the Mishnah's seventh case stated, Hakli Matzar Mashim Kodesh Truma. Hakli combines what's in it with regard to Kodesh, but not with regard to Truma. Rabbi Hanan said that this is one from the Pasuk, Kav Achas Asra Zahav Moleya Katoras. One gold ladle of ten shekels filled with Katoras. Kasav Asra Kumashim Kaf Achas. The Pasuk made everything that's in the ladle like one entity. The more it clarifies, Rabbi Kiva might agree that Midaraisa Akli combines its Kodesh contents into one entity in a situation where the contents require a kli, like in the case of Katoris, but it is not combined when the item does not require a kli, such in the case of Shiari Mincha, the remainders of a Mincha. And the rabbis decree that even an item that does not require a kli, kli matzarfo, a kli does combine it. Dav Chavdalad, so the similar Dav Chavdalad is a pitcher, a kad. So here goes. As he watched a pitcher, pitcher, that must be more on Dav Chavdalad, God. As he watched a pitcher filled with Kodesh meat that had become puzzle as a ravi, which reminds us the Mishnah Daf Chaf Amabe stated a ravi be Kodesh puzzle. A ravi in the case of Kodesh is puzzle. It's not a brisa. Rabbi Yossi said, from where is it derived that a ravi in the case of Kodesh is puzzle? It's a kavachomer. If even a machusiki porim, someone who has tovold and has waited until nightfall but still requires bringing a carbon, is permitted to eat truma but is unfit to eat Kodesh, then concerning a Shlishi, which is unfit in the case of Truma, all the more so it should create a Revi in the case of Kodesh. So, as he watched a pitcher filled with Kodesh meat that had become puzzled as a Revi, fall off a shelf and caught by a man with his one Tame hand, which reminds us, the Mishnah stated that if one of a person's hands became Tame, the other one is Tahor, but with regard to Kodesh, he must immerse both in Rav Shivzi said, they taught this halacha only when the hands are joined at the time that the second hand touches the Kodesh, but where they are not joined, then the first hand does not make the second one Tame. Abai challenged Rav Shivzi and demonstrates that the din applies even if the two hands are not in contact. So, as he watched a pitcher filled with Kodesh meat, that had become puzzled as a Ravi, fall off a shelf being caught by a man with one tummy hand, the Mechusar Kippurim rushed to the mikvah so that he'd be eligible to eat Kodesh, which reminds us, the Mishnah stated, Ha'onen and Mechusar Kippurim, Sarechen Tila Kodesh, Avalola Truma, an Onen and a Mechusar Kippurim. One is immersed and reached nightfall, but has not yet brought his carbon, required to feel for Kodesh, but not for Truma. The Gemara explains the reason that since until the time they were forbidden to eat Kodesh, the Rabbanon required them to do Tefillah before eating the Kodesh, meaning that there's a concern that since they were not permitted to eat Kodesh, their attention to become Tame may also have been diverted. They're not required to immerse for Truma, though, since they're permitted to eat Truma as an Onein, Emma Chusuki Borim. Daf so the Sim Daf is a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. The husband's silver anniversary plan. Silver anniversary? That must be more in Daf the husband's silver anniversary plans fell apart when the wine you ordered from the Galil became Tame when it passed over the strip of Kusi land, which reminds us that the Gemara explains that the Ami Arts and Yehuda were trust regarding the Tahar of Kodesh wine and oil throughout the year and during the wine pressing season and all pressing season, they were also believed regarding the Tahar of Truma. But those in the Galil would not be able to bring their wine and oil to the base of Migdash that's in Yehuda, for the Rabban Ragoza on Eretz Ami in the land of the nations that imparts Tuma to foods that are transported through it. This is because the Nachum did not always mark their graves, which were then liable to be plowed over resulting in strewn bone fragments. So, the husband's silver and Rusi plans fell apart when the wine he ordered from the Galil became Tame, when it passed over the strip of Kusi land. And the only way he could borrow some Truma wine from his Cohen friend, who improperly accepted it from an Amaharetz, which reminds us, the Mishnah had taught that Amiarts are believed about the harab Truma wine during the wine-pressing season and oil-pressing season. This is because... During these times, Amiyars are careful to purify their kalim and themselves to ensure the tahara of the new truma. 
Now, if the season's a past, the Kona Chavar is not permitted to accept the barrel of Truma wine or oil from them. However, the Amarts may set it aside until the next season and then give it to the Kohen. Then, Rav Sheshus was asked, if the Kohen accepted it from them, what is the din if the Kohen set it aside for the next pressing season? Rav Sheshus attempted to bring a proof that he's not permitted to do so, but it's rejected. So, the husband, Silver, and Rusi plants fell apart when the wine he ordered from the Galil became Tameh, when it passed over the strip of Kusi land, and the only way he could borrow some Truma wine from his Kohen friend who improperly accepted from an Amaretz was to go through and check. A base of pras, which reminds us. The Gemara brings a Mishnah in Aholos that states that Beisham and Beisil agree that we check a base of pras for bone chips for people on the way to offer the Pesach, but we do not check it for those on their way to eat Truma. Rashi explains that in the case of Truma, since there's no fixed time for it to be eaten, the person can wait seven days and do Hazah on the third and seventh day. The Gemara asks if one checked the base of pras in order to bring his Pesach, may he then eat his Truma based on this checking? And answers that just as in our mission, we learned that if an Amaris told a Chavar that he separated a quarter log of oil as Kodesh, he is trusted regarding the tahar of all the oil in the barrel, so too here, since he's trusted regarding the Pesach, he's trusted also regarding the Truma. Dav Chavav. So the similar Dav Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. The soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup. Military coup? That must mean we're on Dav Chavav. The soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup because he did teshuva, which reminds us the Gemara resolves a contradiction between our mission, which states the tax collectors who enter into the house and similarly ganavim who returned clay vessels they stole are believed to say we didn't touch them. And the Mishnah from Tarzid states that if thieves entered the house, only the objects in the place where they walked are Tameh, referring to the areas where items were definitely stolen. Now, if the killing in the place that they walked are presumed Tameh, then certainly the killing they stole and returned to presumed Tameh, but Pinchas said in the name of Rava, Kusha Asad Tshuva. Our Mishnah is dealing with the case where the thieves did Tshuva. And Rashi explains that since they're returning the killing as an act of Tshuva, they certainly would not lie about the Tuma status. So, the soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup, because he did teshuva, bought some leftover dough that a baker was selling after the chag. Which reminds us, the Smalchok still coming from Yudah whether the merchants can sell leftover wine or dough from the regal that Ami Arts touched. The Chalmim hold that even the Rabban suspended the tumah of Ami Arts concerning the chag. The Ami Arts are considered chaverim. After the regal, retroactively, the wine and dough become tamay due to their touching it, and chaverim are prohibited from selling it. Even though Rabbi Huda agrees that the wine and dough are tame, he permits the sale of the leftovers after the regal. For if the merchants were not permitted to do so, they might be reluctant to sell during the hug, which would make it difficult for the Ole Regalim to get wine and dough during the regal. So the soldier on his way to return some clay kalim he stole during the military coup, because he did teshuva, bought some leftover dough that a baker was selling, after the Chag, whose store sign depicted a shulchan lifted and displayed to the people with the tagline bread that makes you feel beloved. Which reminds us the final mission of the Masech that details how the killing the base of Mikdash were purified after the regular mission states, all through the Chag they would say to the Kohanim who are Amei Arts, be careful not to touch the Shulchan. The more questions whether the Shulchan can become Tami at all, since it's a Kli Asu Ilanachasu, a wooden Kli that's made to be stationary. And the din is that such killing do not become Tami. The reason is that for a Kli to be must be similar to a sock. Just as a sock is carried Malayvarekam full and empty, so too must any Kli be carried full and empty. The more answers that the Shulchan is carried full and empty for Rachel Hishtad, the Shulchan would be lifted and breads displayed to the Oyer Gaim, and the Kohanim would say, See your belovedness before the omnipresent for the bread at the time of the removal is hot and fresh as it was at the time of being placed in the Shulchan the previous Shabbos. So since we see the Shulchan was made to be carried while laden, it could be Makabotuma from Amayaretz. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechus. Number one, 
Which stuff do we have two different shatim on what the Chumim mean when they say that the Mizbech HaZahav and Mizbech HaNechoshes were plated with gold? That's on Dav. Chavzai. Good number two. Which stuff do we have? A thief is believed that he wasn't Mentame Kalim. He stole that he's now returning when he's returning them because he did Teshuva. That's on Dav. Chabav. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn? If one checked a base of pras in order to bring a Pesach, he may rely on it to eat his truma. That's on Dav. Chavheg. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn? If one hand is Tami, the other one is Tar, but with regard to Kodesh, he must immerse both of them. That's on Dav. Chavdal. Good number five. Which stuff do we learn? That the Pesach calls the Shulchan a Mizbech because nowadays it's Mechaper for us through Hachanas Azorachim. That's on Dav. Chavzayin. Good number six. Which stuff do we learn that a Kli is Mitzarf? What is in it for Kodesh from the Pasuk Kav Achas? That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn that those from the Galil cannot bring wine or oil to the base of Migdash since they have to pass through a Kusi strip of land, which the Rabban decreed as Tameh? That's on Dav. Chav Hey. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn that the fire of Gehenim is not sholate on Talmud Chachamim and also not on Poshe Yisrael since they are filled with mitzvahs like a Rimon? That's on Dav. Chav Zayin. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn whether merchants can sell leftover wine or dough that Ami Arts had touched during the wrangle? That's on Dav. Chavav. Good. And number ten. Which stuff do we learn that a Ravi in the case of Kodesh's puzzle, which is learned from a Kavachomer from a Chusra Kippurim, that's on Dav. Chav Great. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do you learn that young rabbinical students get heated up because of their Torah? That's on Dav. All in time. It's good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn that it's better to go where there's a suffolk, whether you'll hear Shobar, than to a place where it's a Vadai that you'll hear Musaf? That's on Dav. Amadal and Rosh Hashanah. Good. And number three. Which stuff do we learn the reasons for the order of the Brachos in Shemona Asrei? That's on Dav. Yidzan and Megillah. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol and Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.